Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There she was, just walking down the street singing. If you heard this song in the 1990s, you knew it was 4.30 in the afternoon and you knew it was time for Ang TV. Welcome to Super Random, an Inquirer podcast powered by Puma Podcast where we discuss and deconstruct everything Pinoy pop culture that you've either forgotten or were too embarrassed to admit you liked. I'm your super obsessive host, Ruel S. Devera, and today we are taking you all the way back to 1992 when we first learned how to say Esmuski and Nye. A quick note before we start the show. We conducted these interviews in early 2020. As of this recording, Congress denied to renew the franchise of ABS-CBN, leaving more than 11,000 people jobless. We at Super Random dedicate this episode to the employees, then and now, who worked hard to uphold media values and create shows like Ang TV and make them happen. After then-President Ferdinand Marcos declared martial law in 1972, the Lopez-owned ABS-CBN Broadcasting Corporation was seized and renamed the Banahaw Broadcasting Corporation, or BBC, after the Mount Banahaw. In 1986, the EDSA revolution occurred. The Lopez family regained control of the company. It regained its old name, the ABS-CBN Broadcasting Corporation, and returned to a broadcasting landscape dominated by GMA7. In this decade, GMA7's That's Entertainment was the most successful teen show. But ABS-CBN had something in the works. The show would be the brainchild of one Johnny Ledesma Manahan, better known as Mr. M. He cast a long shadow over the evolution of Philippine TV as a writer, director, and producer, particularly of kid and teen-oriented shows. How was Ang TV formed? Here's Wendell Kapili, a scholar of literature and creative writing, as well as pop and fan culture. The formula of Ang TV wasn't Ang TV. It came from the format of a big show in the 70s called Kaluskos Musmos. 
which uh-huh. was produced by Kabataan Barangay and Channel 9, KBS, which at that time was the biggest station in the Philippines. And then when some of the people in Kaluskusmus was aged out, they created a new show, Kuskus Balungos. Kaluskusmus presented largely pre-teen kids. Yung Kuskus Balungos was mostly young teenagers. At the time, Manahan was the resident director at ABS-CBN. But he was also building something new. While GMA7's That's Entertainment was entering the second half of its airtime life. Noel Ferrer, multimedia producer and talent manager. Kung may Kuya Jerbs in Channel 7, Channel 2 had Johnny Manahan, who was the director naman of a lot of shows in ABS like ASAP, Balibasa Lalaki, Abangan ng Susunod na Kabanata, even Ryan Ryan Musikahan at a certain point, the specials of ABS-CBN, si Mr. M. Yon. So it was very logical. Together with ABS-CBN General Manager Freddy Garcia, Manahan established the ABS-CBN Talent Center, later known as Star Magic. Instead of the laissez-faire management style of Herman Kuya Germs Moreno, who did not have any managerial or financial say on any of the Das Entertainment stars, the Talent Center not only developed the artistas, but put them on display and placed them in projects for Regal, Viva, and its own platforms. Its first greatest showcase was Ang TV. Ang TV aired its first episode on October 19, 1992. It was earlier than That's Entertainment, coming on at 4.30pm Monday to Friday. It was shorter at 30 minutes and very different. It was aired completely canned, meaning everything had been taped and edited, all the songs performed lip-synced. Wendell says this contrasted completely with the fanatic live chaos of That's Entertainment just as much as Mr. M provided a contrast to Kuya Germs. In contrast to that Entertainment, where they were coming from the Bodabil tradition, Ang TV was really meant for television. It maximized the potential of television. So, so that's Entertainment, they were doing the workshop as they were doing the show. <laughs> Yung Ang TV, bago lumabas sa TV, they were already trained and kind of hone. There were workshops before each episode of the show. From its distinctive opening of Manfred Mann's Dua Didi Didi, each member of Ang TV was introduced. The kids first and then the teens. The first season of Ang TV had 26 kids, 19 teens. The show would be a series of gags between the cast, often the same premise with different punchlines. There would even be the occasional song number. What did it take to become a member of Ang TV? I 
I'm Roselle Navatan. I auditioned also for Daft Entertainment before I auditioned for Ang TV. Unfortunately, I didn't get in. So maybe I was really destined to be part of Ang TV. I was 16 at the time when I auditioned for the show. I heard about it through Tita Bitina Aspiliaga. She also works with Aspiliaga is a talent and road um, manager, most really associated with Boya Bunda's backroom management. At the time, when I rushed to ABS-CBN, there was really such a long line. I think maybe thousands who wanted to be part of that show. So she, she met me and introduced me to Mr. M. And I remember being so afraid of him because he's such a tall guy. He kind of looked intimidating, there was. He said, so you, you would like to uh, be part of the show. Can you sing something for me? So I sang Where Do Broken Hearts Go by Whitney Houston. And I was really fortunate that Mr. M gave me the chance to be part of that show. The entire Ang TV cast actually showed up only on one day together. Saturday. They began shooting very early in the morning until they had all the shots they needed. If it wasn't your turn yet, you just had to wait. I was kind of disappointed because I didn't get to do much. So yun pala, there's a musical portion of the show and I was one of the four singers who were chosen to sing once a week. The designated singers, such as Roselle, had an extra day of work, in their case, Wednesday, when they would rehearse the songs and record them. Those who had the dance number would also have to rehearse. All the footage Mr. M and the crew shot would then be edited and cut up until there were four episodes for the week. The Friday episode was a best-of-the-week edit, and even after the show launched, the training continued. For the acting workshops, all of us trained under um, Bernardo Bernardo. For the dancing, it was the maneuvers. And then for the singing, Ryan Kebiab and Moy Ortiz. Shooting the show was where Mr. M's technical perfectionist streak came in. There was no way that gag or this song or that dance was going to get on the air without his approval. Every rehearsal he would attend, He's really on top of everything. And then yung mga concerts namin, he would always be there. Being a perfectionist, he would always really ask us to be on top of our game always. Like uh, we would rehearse on our own because we were so afraid to make mistakes in front of him. Every rehearsal, it's like a show itself. Those first three seasons of Ang TV presented an interesting mix of talent. Claudine Barreto, Angelo De Leon, Jolina Magdangal, Victor Neri, Paolo Contis, Katya Santos, Patrick and Cheska Garcia, Camille and John Prats, Rika and Paula Peraleo, Antoinette and Tom Taus, Van Dolph and Boy Tu Kizon, Maxine Magalona, Jay Manalo, Carol Banawa, Kay Abad, Sarah Heronimo, Angelica Panganiban, Baron Geisler, and Christine Hermosa, among others. The show made inroads into daily viewing, even as its talents began going on the road with their parents for road shows. The show was primarily known for its gags. Ang galing talaga ni Michael Jordan! 
Pag nag-layup, ang tagal siya yun eh. Sige lang sa akin, mas magaling ka dyan. Huh? Yabang nito. Parang kutunayan ko sa'yo, championship game yun. Nasa aking bola, first quarter. Nag-take-off ako. Sa taas ng talong ko, pagbaba ko, taos na ang game. Wala nang tao? It's as musky and nge became as much a part of the pop lexicon as 4.30 na ang TV na. The show also had song and dance numbers like this one, which featured cast members. In fact, the show being taped and shown daily allowed members such as Roselle to go home and watch themselves on it, unlike the live performers of That's Entertainment. I would try to be home before 4.30. Sometimes I would walk the hallway to school and then people will start teasing me. But I didn't mind because it means that they're aware of the show and they somehow supported it. Unlike That's Entertainment, Ang TV handled the talent's careers directly as all of them were signed up by the talent center. We had savings. Like 10% pa or 20% of our income goes to a savings that we cannot touch. And as Noel says, the talent center did way more than that. It was a holistic management that would take care of honing your skills, but even also taking care of your basic education. Then in the end, set up office na magahandle ng professional liaison mo, like getting talent fees for assignments of movies. Even though Ang TV had a much smaller cast than That's Entertainment, turnover was inevitable. The second season had 64 cast members divided equally between kids and teens. And the third season had the most at 66, taking a turn for the younger, with 46 kids and 20 teens. New kids would be added. The kids would move up into the teens and the older teens moved on to other pursuits. This was ABS-CBN employing a perfected, focused version of the assembly line of talent that That's Entertainment had first deployed. We didn't have yung kind of ceremony of saying goodbye to most of the cast. Eh. We'll just be called back to do a two-week show, not four weeks. And then after that, one na lang. Siguro pag mga nasa 18 ka na, or par 19, parang hindi na masyadong maganda to be part of the show. So somehow, siguro yun na yung nag-graduate sa amin. Ang TV ended its run on April 11, 1997. And by that time, it had produced two albums, 1992's Ang TV, 1994's Ang TV The Homecoming, and a movie, also directed by Manahan, called Ang TV Movie The Adarna Adventure in 1996. The talent center was already Star Magic. Its talents were called The Star Circle in 1995. In 2001, 
ABS-CBN presented Ang TV2 with 47 cast members, all mixed together with notable alumni such as J.M. de Guzman and Shaina Magdayao. Some of the alumni of Ang TV would go on to other pursuits, most notably Camille de la Rosa, who is a professional painter, and Tony Lambino, who is assistant secretary for the Department of Finance. But most of them would go on to have careers in show business. Roselle would go on to become a regular on the ABS-CBN noontime show, ASA, and she would have a successful recording career. Until recently, she was a counselor for Paranaque City. Other cast members would become actors in drama, even sexy ones, action and comedy shows and movies for ABS, GMA, Viva, and Regal. Until fairly recently, you could see the clear comedic influences of Ang TV in the extremely popular kids' sketch show, Goin' Bulilit. Nostalgia for Ang TV resurfaced when GPTV began airing reruns of the show. And Roselle notes, people still recognize them from the show. Even now, during the pandemic, sometimes I would go out and I will have my mask on. People can still recognize me. When they do say SMUS, yes, yeah, say you're SMUS. And there are still mga part of our culture. It's really nice. The lineup of Ang TV is like an alphabet for current Philippine show business. Just how omnipresent are they? Take a look at the iconic Antoinette Hadaone-directed 2015 rom-com That Thing Called Tadhana. That had Ang TV alums playing both leads. Angelica Panganiban was a kid on the original show and J.M. de Guzman was from the Ang TV reboot. One could easily point to this wealth of professional quality talent as being the legacy of Johnny Manahan, who retired in 2007 but remains head and consultant of Star Magic. Roselle attests to this. He's like a father to all of us. One thing that I've learned from Mr. M is to be professional and be disciplined. And throughout our career, we carried those things that we learned from him. And uh, so happy that we got trained under him because he's a star maker. The red-hot success of Ang TV on the heels of That's Entertainment mirrored the resurgence of ABS-CBN and the network war with GMA was on, as Wendell explains. They were not just competing for a specific time slot or for advertising sales, but they were competing for fans. They were competing for the lion's share of accomplishments. Television started to have its own TV awards, and awards were split between ABS and GMA. The end of the Ang TV experience also heralded the end of the daily variety show format, whether live or taped, for a network to present its young stars. The new showcases were the teen soap operas, such as TGIS, Jimic, Tabing Ilog, and Growing Up, even though they had much smaller casts. Then, the next big evolution happened. 
In 2003, GMA launched Starstruck. And in 2004, ABS-CBN launched Star Circle Quest. Both were a combination of talent competition and popularity contest. A paradigm shift had happened. Artistas had invaded reality TV. Here's Wendell. There were fans coming from all subject positions, all age groups. The market was no longer just NCR, but the whole country plus the overseas Filipino market. And that's the big difference why it has become bigger. Starstruck and Star Circle Quest produced the next group of stars. From Jenilyn Mercado to Abjur Abrenica. From Erich Gonzalez to its most unusual product, the queen of Krung Krung herself, Sandara Dara Park of the defunct K-pop girl group to anyone. Filipinos being Filipinos, there is one staple for stardom that has never gone away, the singing contest. For example, ABS-CBN's The Voice. Oh my God. The search for young talent then made its full transition with the advent of true reality TV. Pinoy Big Brother or PBB, the local version of the international housebound franchise which started airing in 2005. In an echo of the craze of Dats Entertainment and Ang TV decades before, thousands would line up at ABS-CBN's Mother Ignacia Studios for a chance to get on the show. From the PBB house, also known as the Bahay ni Kuya, emerged Kim Chu, James Reed, Robbie Domingo, Myrtle Sarosa, Daniel Matsunaga, Maurice Racal, Ilona Garcia, and Maimai Entrata. Noel says there is literally a prize behind why people would expose themselves to being on TV 24 hours a day and a price to be paid for it. Mas sa tingin nila, yun yung pinakamagaling way para makilala at sumikat at para kumita ng pera. Pero ano yung trade-off? Yun na nga, kawalan mo ng privacy, nadadawit yung ibang mga kasama mo sa pamilya, at yun, even yourself, yung mga weaknesses mo na papalabas dun sa mga tao. Kung hindi yan nagabayan ng maayos, yun din yung self-destruct. Karamihan sa kanila, nagkaroon ng meltdown. Yung tipong kinikwestiyon kung bakit nila kailangan pinagdaanan yan, or nagkakaroon ng, ano tawag mo dun, yung burnout. Wendell thinks there is another reason. For this popularity these days young people tend to judge success in terms of the number of likes that they generate the number of fans that generate from instagram from twitter from facebook and that's the reason why these shows had been reformatted to suit the values and expectations of a younger generation And just when you think the search for the next wave of celebrities had found a lasting home, it evolves further. The ubiquity of technology and the popularity of apps meant an entirely new kind of celebrity had arrived, the social media influencer. In the unprecedented success of Mimi Ya and Janina Vela among others, 
Pinoy's have voted with their fingers. Social media is the next wave, and Wendell explains why. We have shifted from the physical television or the movie house format into the use of the mobile phone and everything in social media has constructed, deconstructed, revitalized, rejuvenated, superimposed, created disruptions in the way we view the entertainment industry, the way we live our lives every day. So there are people who are actually very prominent without even the benefit of movies or television shows. Some things have changed. This is truer today than at any other time. From the days of studio heavyweights LVN and Sampaguita to Regal and Viva, the assembly line of young talent pioneered by That's Entertainment and Ang TV remains in place today, populating Philippine entertainment year after year. But as the audience evolves and starts watching through other screens, some things remain the same. Filipinos still want to be artistas. Why? Rosel thinks the advantages of success outweigh the disadvantages of possible failure. It's opened so many doors for me. I was able to travel to different countries without paying anything and being able to do something that I really love to do, what I'm really passionate about. Wendell believes this is why Filipinos wish to become stars. That this is the most opportune chance to rise up, to change their lot in life, to find that storybook ending, fulfill their own fairy tale in as short a time as possible, to truly reach for the stars that had been out of their hands for so long. We have to remember that for most of the Filipinos who are living below the poverty line, they see show business or being famous as a stepping stone in order for them to provide for their families, to provide for themselves, and generate income. Not everybody gets to go to a good university. Not everybody gets good education. So there are people who can use social media as a platform to be able to succeed. Of course, not everybody becomes very successful, but especially these days, it's like a factory. Every six months, there's a new star being developed, and after six months, you forget them. There are just too many shows, too many occasions for people to be famous. Being a star is no longer what it used to be. Noel. What I want to tell people is that hindi madaling maging tunay na artistang tatagal. The allure of show business is so tempting, pero sino ba yung nagtatagal? Yung nagpapakahirap. Yung magaling talaga. Yung mga may magagandang personal relationship sa ibang mga tao. Yung marunong makisama. Yung nile-level up yung kanilang trabaho to art, to singing. That's it for this episode of Super Random, an Inquirer podcast powered by Puma Podcast. This episode is produced by Josa Quinones and edited by Nina Toralba. If you like this episode, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Anchor. I'm Ruel S. Devera.
Remember this magical song? Take me to your heart Show me where to start You gotta believe it first came out in 1982, 38 years ago, yet it remains as dominant on our airwaves today as it did then. How did these songs by foreign artists become staples of Pinoy listening? Hi, this is David Pomerantz, and if you want to hear more about a backstory having to do with this song, listen to the Super Random Podcast. See you there. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 